On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartender. Howdy, everybody out in the land. Howdy. Uh, howdy. Howdy. Hey, y'all. Howdy. Um, I was inspired by a piece of mail I received. Hey. This is Pub Crawlers. This is a genius. I did listen to um, Howdy Doody as a kid, and Bert Silstrom who was the uh, kind of the genius behind Howdy Doody. And I mean, it's Howdy Doody time, it's Howdy Doody time. Let's give a rousing cheer for Howdy Doody's here. I love Beulah Witch. Ollie the Dragon was my favorite, but get this. <laughs> Years later, I'm sitting in the original Old Town Ale House, and who should come in but Bert Hillstrom and some other, uh, I can't remember oh, wow. who he was, but he was a writer. So, I said, hey, I was a big fan of Howdy Doody. It's great to meet you. So he goes and sits on the right side of me in the corner. And about three or four minutes later, his hand's on my dick. Come on. I'm t- what do you mean, come on? For real? Are you just bullshitting right now? I wouldn't bullshit about that. So now I got the puppeteer's <laughs> hand on my goddamn dick. Was it making I, was it making your uh, situation do things it hadn't done before, young child? Oh no, it's always done that stuff. <laughs> but I said, "Excuse me, Burr, your hands on my dick." You said, "How old were you?" I was about twenty-two. Oh, you're not a kid. Well, t- twenty-two. I'm, I thought you were like seven. I, I'm, I'm sitting in the old town alehouse at seven, having a fucking beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was seven. Oh, I missed that part. I missed that part. Well, I often, I often try to envision you as a small child and what that was like for a lot of people. I was very intense. Really? Yeah. I always, um, I actually, whenever I watch at Christmas time the movie A Christmas Story. I love that movie. I, I kind of picture you as Ralphie. No, because no, I would have beat the shit out of that fucking boy. Yeah, yeah, well, Ralphie did when he got pissed. Yeah, he but did. he got bullied all over the fucking place. And then when he was just like, fuck. Yeah, and I almost shot my brother's eye out with a beat. Yeah, gun. see, there's a lot of similarities between you and Ralphie. Oh, there were some. Yeah, kind of. Right. Um, you know what? I we if there's anybody out there who uh, lives near the alehouse and owns a restaurant and wants to be a food sponsor, we really welcome that because I'm always so hungry when I get here. I'm starving. I mean, we didn't even mention your name, but if you gave us really good food, we wouldn't mention your name. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. I'm usually running around. Tuesdays are a really busy day, and so I'm running around, and literally yeah, I just... so busy. Guess what? Uh, Liz failed. Completely forgot that she was supposed to do a, <laughs> a blog today. I totally forgot I had a Thank blog God today. Thank God Kevin from um, New Orleans saved the goddamn day. Yeah, he but sent this, me his a couple days ago. But this is unconscionable behavior. I mean, she plays, she plays this role. Oh, I have so much to do. I have so goddamn much to do. And it's really disgusting. I'm going to tell you that the schedule changes kind of really threw me off, too. The schedule changes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can figure it out. You should be able to figure it out. I forget. You forget, yeah. Well, and anyway. also, I think we have to mention something about last week. 
Uh, last, and I don't think in the future we want two guests at one time. It's my, I just don't think. Yeah, that I'd actually out. be interested in getting feedback from everybody about what they thought about having two guests. Because we didn't really get to um, get into that either one of them is in the depth I would like to. We also have to mention Buzzkill in typical fashion. Completely gets shit-faced. Now, getting him, it took me three days of finessing him to get him to come down. Oh, I don't know if I can leave my mommy. I don't know oh, if I can no. take that train. I don't know if I know how to get here. I don't know what to do. So, finally, he agrees to come down here. Well, then, now the big problem is getting his ass home because now he's going to be too way too fucked up to be able to, get, you know. So, Liz, uh, Liz says, okay, well, we'll ship in. Get him an Uber and send him I got, I got him a lift. So she gets him a lift. So guess what? Now, we sort of made him leave with us at 10 when we left. Yeah, we all left at 10. But he says, I want to stay till 11. So I scheduled the lift to arrive at 11. And so tell everybody what happened. <laughs> so at 11.15, I get a notification from Lyft that says, you've been charged, you missed your lift, sorry. And I was like, what the hell? So I knew that it would be busy at the bar, so I didn't call the bar, but I texted Kevin from New Orleans, and he explained that um, Buzzkill did, in fact, miss his lift. Yeah, he goes out there, and he didn't, he didn't even say, he says, it's a lift, it says Uber, I'm taking a lift. He, of course, he doesn't know up from down by that time. So now it costs, it costs um, Liz 45 bucks, and so Johnny Ale had to let him use his guy. I mean... This alcohol, I mean, you know, I, I come from a family of alcoholics, but I mean, the worst alcoholic in my family could have gotten in a goddamn fucking <laughs> Uber and gone home. Oh. Anyway. I still like the little fella a lot. Oh, yeah. We just, he's adorable. He is. Oh, he's just so, he's so lovable. I like Buzzkill. Well, I, I like him, too. I like him, too. Reasonable but, time. But, but he's, he's just a big fucking baby. And by the way, nobody made fun of uh, Fancy Pants having to go move with his mother after he went belly up. And the guess where Buzzkill lives? Oh. With his mama. Yeah. Out in the suburbs. True story. Anyway, we have an exciting guest here. Wait a minute. I want to cover a couple more things. Oh, okay. Um, because a, a lot of... It, it's been a fun-filled seven days. Yeah, we've had a lot of activity. A lot of activity. I just got back from the East Coast... I was in Baltimore, in Delaware, Southern Delaware, and in Virginia at a beer writers conference, uh, and that was fun. It's great to see all those people and chit chat and learn from one another. And holy smokes, it's exhausting drinking all that beer. Did you meet any really cute people? <sighs> Why? Did you? Oh, I no. can tell. That's oh, not being serious. It's not about that. Of course, it's always about that. No, I get, you know, it's funny. I am. You've got one thing was, on your mind. It's, I can tell. it's so exhausting because you're literally like, you know, at these sessions and stuff. And then I'm so old that the night before I leave, I'm like, oh, I can't really drink because I don't want to be feel like crap tomorrow and get on the plane and then be, you know, totally just done, waste a whole day. And then I had to come back here, literally get off the plane, go home, clean up pull myself together, and then come and volunteer at the History Museum for their hot dog fest. Which I 
<clears throat> Which I attend, attended. Yeah, so the Chicago Museum, the museum that I'm starting, had a core of a good 25 volunteers, which Rock and Roll Ruth was a volunteer. Thanks, Rock she and was. Roll. She was checking uh, IDs. And we, our job was to uh, pour beer at two different tents, of course, and serve wine and make sangria and check IDs and do all this fun stuff. So we volunteered as a group on Saturday night at the Hot Dog Fest. And it was a good time. And I was excited to see the genius roll up to the booth. Yeah. Get a... He, we did we did provide him with a Bud Light with ice. Yes, they did, and it was delicious. And then um, I had two hot dogs, but guess who had a hot dog with ketchup? Me, because I love ketchup, and that bullshit no ketchup on a hot dog is exactly well, that, well, bullshit. You're not, you're not the only one. Rock and Roll Ruth had one with ketchup, too. All of that anti-ketchup thing is... I don't know. I don't like ketchup. I like tomatoes, but I don't like ketchup, so... But the, all, the, all the idiots out there who are like, oh, you're going to lose your Chicago card for putting the ketchup... Fuck you guys. I literally have started a hashtag on Twitter that says Chicagoans for ketchup. Um, I'm going to probably uh, get a website and create a whole thing behind Chicagoans for ketchup. Because you know what? A, I love ketchup. B, that anti-ketchup sentiments are all very much rooted in people hating one another in the early 1900s. So the South, if you don't hate each other today... No, but I just, it's one of my biggest pet peeves about Chicago and hot dogs. So, screw all you non-ketchup. I, I, I could care less, Not even, not really. even non-ketchup likers. Fine, don't like ketchup, but don't hate on people who like ketchup, for fuck's I mean, sake. You can put dog shit on your hot dog as far as I'm concerned. I don't Putting care. what? It's a poop. 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 Well, back to poop. the poop. Yeah. You know what's a real... A real sad thing to see is that, or that sad excuse for a hot dog is that nasty-ass Coney dog out of Detroit... What's, what do you mean? Put like chili and shit on it. Was that Ohio? I don't even well, know. What the it. fuck do you care? Who puts that? What are you, a, a fucking hot dog Nazi? <laughs> no, that's why I said put ketchup on the hot dog. Yeah, we put, 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 put whatever you want on your. I don't know. Damn. You said I said poop. You said poop on a hot dog, and I immediately I thought of that Coney no. dog. I just said I don't care what you put on your fucking hot dog. Whatever. I'm not a hot dog Nazi. I'm not either. Bullshit. <laughs> we just put. People put, putting chili on their fucking hot dogs? This looks nasty, like fake what do you cheese mean nasty? whiz. Cheese whiz or I don't, whatever. Um, I, listen, put whatever, do what you do, like what you like. I, this is how I feel about beer. I'm not a beer snob. Drink what you like. The only thing oh, that... Oh, gee, thank the you. The only thing that matters is what you like. So there. Um, okay, well, that was good. Speaking of, I'm still freaking hungry. See? I'm starving. And then we're going to do this show for an hour, and then, I'm still, and then we're going to hang out, and I'm still going to be hungry. Well, there's a way, you know, it's, you're, you, could, you can spit at about six places from here that you can get food, so I wouldn't worry. Yeah, but whatever. Um, we have received uh, some messages about the podcast. Happy to say, still, people are listening. Still, people love it. How could they not? Really, think about it. How the hell could they not love it? I don't know, because it's a lot of silliness. There's, there's, there's a few intelligent people out there. The best part is, I really, really love the fact that people are actually sending in handwritten notes via USPS. Please continue to do so. 219 West North Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Old Town Ale House, care of Geriatric Genius, uh, Pub Crawl is... Write the notes. That is a lost art. I wish people would write more notes. I always send a thank you note, handwritten, after getting a major gift or something significant. 
and I always like to see that when some of my friends and their kids do it, but people really don't do that anymore. No, I've got some cousins, a few cousins to do, and that's about it. Yeah, you're right, people don't. My mom always did. Um, so yeah, put pen to paper, use a stamp, it'll cost you about six bucks. Oh, you want them to use the stamp? Yeah, mail, mail. Oh, okay. And get us get us some uh, interesting mail that way. However, thank you to everyone who is still continuing to use digital methods to reach us. Uh, social media, email. Um, I received a message from Robert Dean, who uh, sent me an email about the fact that he loves a podcast. Um, he is... Uh, he actually... Uh, Moved to New Orleans and then to Austin, Texas. Uh, he's been living in Austin for about a decade. Um, but he uh, definitely loves Chicago and loves his podcast. Um, I uh, am trying to read his email here without trying to get too distracted. Um, but the point of his email is that there's a lot of amazing country music out there, he says. And he wants us to give it a chance. This is interesting. I've never heard of this. Um, he calls a type of country music pop garbage. Have you guys heard that? You well, have? I, I don't well, know what I, that is. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, my car got towed out in front of McDonald's. I mean, that kind of country music, it's really I don't horrible. think that's what he's talking about. Pop well, well, garbage. Because you know? I'm, oh, let me finish. He calls pop garbage. Imagine if Beyonce was in a cowboy hat. I don't really even know how to picture that. If she had her clothes off, it'd be really cool. Oh, bro. You know, speaking of, Beyonce was here on Friday. Did Street Jimmy have a chance to talk oh, to her? Oh, guess what? Got a call from Beyonce's business manager, and there was a backstage ticket waiting for Street Jimmy. And he was invited, and guess who didn't show up? But Jimmy had a pretty good excuse. He said he didn't feel he didn't really have anything to wear. Well, he didn't want to wear his uh, his tank top. Well, I think he would have been cool there, just show up as Jimmy, you know. But he was he. But I, I mean, just getting him to Soldier Field would have been a major problem. Oh, or getting him out. Well, no, getting him out. They, they throw him out, but getting him in. That place is impossible there. to get out of. He doesn't travel well. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm trying to picture what Beyonce in a cowboy hat is, but Robert, I promise I'm going to go find it and uh, give it a listen because I'm always open to new stuff. But I do appreciate the fact that he also says that there's an entire culture of music and artists dedicated to keeping Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Dolly Parton, all that, that kind of style alive. So um, that is something that I am going to look for because he says it's more rock and roll... Um, than uh, uh, anything else, which is interesting, right? So um, I'm going to um, give these a, a, a listen, and he did give us a list of music, so he suggested Farce the Music, well, wait a second. Coulter Wall, Margot Price, Tyler Childers, Sergio Simpson, Chris I, Stapleton, Casey Musgraves, I, I, I Shaky think. Graves, Paul Colvin, Cody Jigs. Never heard of any of these goddamn people in my I life. Think, I think we have a situation here where we better get to our guest. He's just had, had his 11th Jameson. Okay, well, okay, well, uh, Robert, thanks for your message. I guess we're moving on to yeah, the next yes, point. Yes, we're definitely moving on. Would you like on. to introduce our guest tonight? Yeah. Um, yeah, Chicago, of course, as a lot of people are starting to learn, is a great theater town. And we are once again blessed 
to have one of the greatest, most talented up-and-coming Chicago actors uh, as our guest tonight. Not only that, he practically ran the Navy for, um, I think, nine years. He was uh, head of the fleet of uh, nuclear submarines. And um, I, I'm really, his, his, um, his nickname in the, in the uh, Navy was Torpedo Boy. And I think there certainly are some sexual connotations. I'm dying to hear about what the hell goes on on submarines. You know, in case you're down there, it's very claustrophobic. I had to get out after two years. I was the chief navigator for a nuclear sub out based out of San Diego. Are there, are there such a, is there such a thing as a chief navigator on a submarine? No, there's no such thing as a chief navigator on a submarine. HB's making one. So anyway, HB Ward is here. HB Ward. Chief navigator. Yeah, I guess HB caught me in a big fat lie. He says there's no chief navigator. I guess they just, you know, go by, what the hell? We'll just go this way, what the fuck? Hope we don't hit a whale. I, so anyway, hi HB. Hey. Hey HB. Whales have no chance against subs. Well, yeah, I mean they, it's not a fair fight. No. Nine, nine times out of ten, a whale and a submarine, the whale is a big loser. Well, that's sad. I mean, save they, the whales. They took care of Captain Ahab. Yeah, well. So how long were you on the nuclear sub? Uh, for six years. Wait, what's six the years. what's the official name for a chief navigator? There is no such thing. Well, how, who no one drives a damn submarine. Yeah, there is there is a, an who's officer of the watch who's keeping track of the sonar well, how do you uh, information who and the it? what? Who drives it? The who, officer of the watch. He steers. No, he doesn't actually steer. He just stands there. Well, who's the steer? There's a helmsman and a planesman. A helmsman. Helmsman. But the helmsman's job is basically to sit in front Isn't of a steering mayonnaise? wheel, which turns the sub right or left. And meanwhile, he's got the chief of the watch to his left, who's man, who's uh, operating a board that controls where all the ballast goes in the sub to balance it. And the chief is usually a, a heavy drinker and a very fat man who's lived on submarines for the last 15 years and tends to eat a lot of uh, um, protein-rich food and starch. And he's got his ass facing the helmsman. And a guy who was a helmsman on my sub for four years, told me that when people at home asked him what he did for a living, he told them that they strapped him into a chair and let old guys fart on him. I would think the flatulence oh, problem on a sub would be disgusting. a very, very serious have you ever problem. Been to it's the, not. Have you ever been to the no? U505 at the Museum of Science and Industry? That little submarine? Yeah, it's a little one. But yeah, well, it's small. Well, smaller. Anyway, whenever I go walk through Have you there, been in there, Bruce? Yeah. The, the, did, you have, did you have any emotions when you went in there? I, I got, had more emotions when I got on the um, that simulator thing on the aircraft carrier where you land the plane, take the plane off, and then you get shot. That was very emotional for me. What, what, what feelings did you have then? I had the feelings that I really... Really, I was so glad I didn't go to Vietnam. Yeah. I, a lot of... I had to admit, I explained that, that I was gay. Right. And uh, I had a melted Hershey bar in my underwear. Well, why not? And so uh, I just missed that experience. But I... That is, a, that is an excellent uh, a lot scene. Of, a lot of Vietnamese have Hershey bars in their underwear. That, that is an... <laughs> 
That is an excellent scene in Portrait of the Genius, your second book. It's yes. a it's a long-standing tradition in Vietnamese society. Well, is that how you guys? That's why people give Hershey bars as gifts. Well, we, how many? How and many? weddings and uh, funerals. They how, do. How many? Yeah. How many? I've never G- seen a Hershey bar at any freaking funeral or wedding I've ever been to. How, how many? G- Have you been to a Vietnamese wedding or funeral? No, no. Oh, specifically Vietnamese. Oh yeah. Oh, curious. Well, I know all my uncles gave Hershey bars to German women for pussy during the Second World War. Really? Oh yeah. Did that's it work? That's nylon, all it took? Sto- nylon stockings and Hershey bars. Did that's they all get, it took? Did yeah. they get the pussy? Oh yeah. Way to set the bar low. German women. Hey, it was a war. In German war. women should spend more time uh, searching Vietnamese guys' butt cheeks. <laughs> Because they've all got Hershey bars in there. (laughs) That's interesting. Uh, So anyway, the U505, I'm shocked at A, uh, how small-ish it feels, and I would think it's so claustrophobic. Here's the the stupid thing. Can I tell you a stupid story? Always, please. I went went in that The dumber, the better. I went in that exhibit when I was a kid, and I still volunteered for submarine work. Even though I'd been in that thing, and and modern submarines really don't have much more room than that had. Yeah, let's talk about this important stuff. A. No, no, no. We don't have to talk about submarines. Good God. No, I, no, I want talk. to. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm done. this is I'm fascinating done about shit. What, let's who, move on. Who, what did you eat exactly? Who would be attracted to being cooped up with a bunch? Of, are there any women on those? Uh, no. We had one once. Really? Yeah. I what was, was that all... like? I, I, I think I. I think I think I woke up every morning hard as a rock, just wondering where she was. Oh my god! In the can, you know, she was somewhere in this tin can with me, and I couldn't. Yeah. I Wait couldn't, a minute! I was don't trying to guys, wrap my mind around the idea. Don't that, you guys just wake up with a Woody every day, no matter what? No. Um, no, surprisingly for well, me. Well, depends. It's age related. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> okay, so say you're 18 years old, 25 oh years old, every day. How about right? 38? <laughs> Okay, so it's normal, right? Every here's day. A, here's a here's a yeah, true story. It's normal. I jumped out of my bunk uh, one day to go on my for, on my uh, midnight shift, and as I was putting on my shoes in the dark in the bunk room, I put my hand on the floor and I realized I had touched something wet. Mm. I brought it to my nose and oh it was it oh was human sperm. Oh this god! This can happen though. I mean, Somebody had jacked off over the side out the side of their bunk onto the floor. And not gotten up to clean it up. Oh, God. And I've, then falling I've, asleep. I've had incidents like that, too. Like what? I was, I remember <laughs> I was, I was, a friend of mine and I were going to go play golf. We were going to play golf real early. Wait, somebody jacked off on your golf gloves? Yeah, just listen to this story. So anyway, he pulls up in front of my house. He said we'd, he'd pick me up. we go to the golf course. So I get in this car. I throw my clubs in the, in, in the back seat. And I get in this car. And I put my hand down. And I'm, it's a big... Pool of cum. He says, "Oh, oh yeah, I fucked, I fucked my girlfriend last night in the car. I forgot to clean it up." Oh. Nice. You guys yeah. are so nasty. I didn't. I didn't ask him to leave the cum on his seat. When you say you guys, who do you mean? Every guy, all of you as a whole. I have never left my cum anywhere <laughs> <laughs> for anyone else to find but me. Okay, but in those situations where you actually end up with your hand in it, yeah. 
Are you not completely grossed out? I was. I would barf. Luckily, I always have a towel on my golf club, so I was able to, you know. But now your towel is all full of that nasty shit. Oh, better that than my fucking hand. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, right, let's switch the subject. I don't want to talk about that anymore. What? Let's go back to submarines. I'm not done yet. What did if you eat? Talk, if you're talking about submarines, there's a lot of cum. There's a lot of cum to talk about. <laughs> Okay, maybe. I mean, what? I mean, you know, they have bunks. Okay, wait. Let's. Okay, was there a lot of um, uh, homosexuality happening? I would say a lot would be putting it too far. There was a. Uh, there were occasional incidents, but they tended to uh, get a lot of publicity on the sub. Everybody kind of knew. Everybody was somebody jealous, had done probably. Something. Hey, no. Somebody got, you got, I mean, it like, was, was worse it? than that. It, 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 there were there were um, there was persecution, and this is the eighties. Yeah. Well, yeah, but my like, I'm, what I'm wondering is, were there not? You know, obviously there's going to be homosexual military, which, of course. What? But I'm wondering what did if you just say? like people, gay servicemen and women, of course. What, that, of what course about that, them? Of course that existed, right? It existed, but nobody. It wasn't. No allowed. one talked about it. Of course. It, of course. No, it was. It was specifically yeah, not don't, allowed. Don't ask, don't tell. They called his. No, no, no. This was before. Don't ask, don't tell. They asked you if you were gay before you went in, and if you said yes, you were not. Oh yeah, that's why Bruce in. did not go to that's the war. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I missed the war. They called but, it. They called it sea pussy on subs. What? No, no, no my... they didn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, I have to correct this. This is important. My nickname. In the Navy was not what did you say? Uh, torpedo boy. Yeah, no. <laughs> My nickname in the Navy was Caveman. Really? And the reason it was Caveman, it it followed me from boot camp uh, when my uh, what my my uh, 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 Haitian company commander during boot camp was holding uh, some sort of a, a administrative inspection during evening like cleanup and I had just taken a shower and everybody had to come up to the table where he was marking a checklist after they heard their name yelled by the Haitian commander and I heard my name and ran up to the table not thinking that I actually was completely naked uh, in a room of 80 men because I had just gotten out of the shower and hadn't had a chance to put my skivvies on yet. So I walked up to the table and he was looking at this piece of paper and when he turned at, he asked me a question and then he turned to ask me a question about my answer and he saw my dick like four inches from his face and he, he did a double take and he turned back and he said, what are you, some kind of fucking caveman? <laughs> did cavemen do that? Uh, well, cavemen throw their dick in people's faces. According to the fossil records, uh, cavemen really? like as a, as a as they considered it a, a leisure sport I to mean, see how close they could get to each other's dicks without see, touching. See, I, I just think if you're a caveman, it's always a problem. A dick is a problem when you're out in the jungle and you don't want to. It's swinging you know, every which way. Yeah, you want to have a, a little control over it. I, yeah. I mean, that's why I, I think the loincloth. I feel like I would have been selected against genetically, Dar- according to Darwinism. You would have, you would have been a survivor because I know I wouldn't have because well, yeah. my dick swings too far. Well, I don't. I will have to read. Uh, Dar- we'll have to reread Darwin. See about dicks. Origin of species. Did Darwin ever say anything about? 
I'm not. I can't recall. Dick Link versus. A, uh, there's a lot of penis talk already. Well, I mean, we're talking about the fucking Navy. I what have else? I mean, I have are a, you offended? No, I'm fascinated. Actually, you I have are? a question for you. Um, caveman, uh, on the submarine, you know how in the movie Top Gun, they all have their helmets and they have their call sign, like Maverick and uh, Iceman? Yeah. Did you guys have your little paper hats on and does it say Caveman? No. Oh, no. that's sad. Uh, uh, submariners are kind of unique in the Navy in that all of them hate their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you're stuck in confined while, quarters. While other, yeah, while other branches of the Navy will like sing songs about their branch and and uh, you know come up with funny rituals like that, submariners basically just talk about killing themselves and each other. How long would you go out for? <laughs> uh, uh, four times I went out on what they called northern runs, which meant I spent uh, three months at sea, two months of it completely submerged. Fuck that. Uh, That's insane. Continuously. How do you not go crazy? I well, think we did. I, I, I think we actually did go crazy. Yeah, and I think that the proof is Wait. in the pudding. You guys had 21 Wait, uh, Jameson. Okay, seriously. Ser- I have a very serious question. What the is the way. point Calm of being down. What is the point of being submerged for 2 months? Um, it puts you in a position where nobody in the Pentagon even the insiders know where you are. So, so the Russians wouldn't know where you are. So then. Russians who are, have maybe penetrated the Pentagon have no idea where you what are. What years were this? Were this is the eighties. This is this is the Cold War. Um, and we and where we were was off the coast of Russia. I mean, I remember going up to the control room just for kicks and looking at the uh, looking at the periscope and seeing that we were two miles from the Russian coast. I was watching, uh, and this was this is. The Soviet Union. I was watching Soviet trucks drive down a highway, and we were two miles away from them, and they had no idea we were there. And we were, and we were listening to everything they were saying, and and watching their navy operate. And, and I, I think this might be the time we explain. He, um, HB is very skilled engineer. That was he was he was a, a kind of a uh, savant. I was a, I was a snipe. But you know, you know, it was a this, Navy snipe. You know how to scan things and do all kinds of uh, amazing kind of engineering things, don't you? <laughs> don't be so things, scan I things am, like what? The I'm, jukebox. I'm fascinated the jukebox, to know what the jukebox what Bruce thinks of as a scanning something. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> you figured out that he thinks jukebox shows uh, barking up the wrong tree on why the jukebox isn't working. And he has he's, he did a diagnostic. Well, I love that jukebox, and I the want jukebox, it to work. The jukebox, more importantly, the jukebox is still not working. No, it's not working. And HP. Is, and I talked to Tim today, and he said they're going to bring in a third you mean, CD changer. You, you mean Grasshopper? Oh, yeah, am I supposed to say Grasshopper? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm not supposed to mention Tim, am I? No. Yeah. Sure. You can't tell me. Am I? Am I? We just want to. We just want. Tim asked me not to talk about. We just like to keep it consistent. No, they they were for the listeners. They were kind of lovey-dovey. Tim Grasshopper is a bartender here, and he's also the jukebox guru. Listeners unfamiliar with the actual daily workings of this bar may not realize that Tim, the handsome, tall grasshopper, grasshopper, the middle-aged. Uh, white-haired, uh, four-eyed bartender. White, white hair? He doesn't have white hair. Is uh, is actually the manager of the bar. Although yeah. he, although yeah. he will he protest old, that he to his my, death. He has, he has my old job. He runs huh. the joint. You were the bar manager. 
Well, I, yeah, I mean, he's doing it all my... I mean, I don't have to come in one day, one morning a week. Are there, are there any policies you put in place as bar manager that are still in effect today? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple. Like what? I think <laughs> certain people are still not allowed shots. So was it your idea to have a no-shot list? Yes. All right, that's wow, one. there you go. There's one. Ching! I'm in charge of the art. Art, art manager, art yeah. curator, yeah. makes sense. I do PR. Hmm. Well, you do actually. Oh, I do. You do. How about do we getting something go viral every fucking three months? Huh? How's that? I don't talk about your viruses. Bruce, are ask, you okay? Ask, ask rock and roll. I mean, how many are people having, came in last night? Is this to a see mental me spasm? On TV? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I mean. Um, a little shorty over here is a little smart mouth sometimes. There's no reason to talk about her height. Yeah, well, there's every reason. That's <laughs> all he's got. That's all he's got. She is the cutest woman I've ever met in my oh, life. Oh, wow. Thanks. If she wasn't a lesbian. I thought you said Nicole was. Oh, man. What if Nicole hears this now? Who's Nicole? Nicole. Do I go crack skulls? She runs uh, Buddy Guys. She's a badass. Oh, I think uh, I've met her. Probably. She comes in late, though. I love her. She works with Buddy Guys. Yeah. I think she unfriended me on Facebook. I was unfriended me on Facebook. Here's, I told you earlier that I think she's uh, taking a shine to me. I think this. Ooh, there's a chance. Yeah. And and the first clue of that was uh, when, because about a year ago, I drove her home. And Ooh. on the way home, I got a little frisky with her. And I several times, I put my finger in her mouth. Why the hell would you do that, HB? I was horny. But the, it's still, you, don't, you still don't do that. I wanted to see what she looked like with a finger in her mouth. Oh, my God. I, I thought maybe she'd this suck on so it. This is so wrong. You know, I, I've done well, You're going to need some serious lessons. What the up. hell? I never stuck my I've finger never heard up. of such a thing. Oh, God. Look out. <laughs> I just... <laughs> listeners what? should know I just reached for Bruce's mouth and he, re- no. he reacted <laughs> negatively. Did you, did you put your pussy finger in her mouth or just... I don't know oh, where my fingers yeah. had been. All right, all right, all right. I assume... I, I, for future reference, HB, I'm not... I'm going to suggest that it should not be a go-to move. I no. think that was very wise, Liz. Yeah, Thank I, you. I think he does need a lot of instruction. I think that six years on the sub kind of... <laughs> Kind of set him back a little. The nice thing about Liz, though, was that, and, and this is why I love her so much, she reacted to me putting my finger in her mouth by chewing on it as hard as she could until she, I actually, like, got you nerve got, damage. You about Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, Who did not, I say? Not me. You, you said, said me. You said her. Liz, I was like, wait, what did I do? I've never put my finger no, in her mouth. No, you have not. I, actually, I'd be terrified. No, you, got, you, just <laughs> make, you just mixed up your... You just mixed up your so she Nicole... Your, Chewed on my finger so hard that it actually I had perm, like semi permanent damage. It's gone now. I would certainly worry. But it took about, about a year putting anything else in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. After okay. you did that, she still maybe. Well, here's the thing. Sweet on you. A year later, she decided she liked me. Recently, and uh, as I was leaving one day, as I was leaving the alehouse, she stood on the sidewalk out there and bit her own finger as a way of apologizing. Well, I would be this very... This is all fucked up and for so many isn't reasons. Isn't that romantic? I would be very guys, careful. Is that not romantic? You guys deserve each other. <laughs> I would be very careful about whipping my dick out in front of her, I'll tell you that. She's doing think, all this shit. Is chewing. that something you do? Of course. I mean, when chick sees that, it's all over. I which mean, right, which chicks do you whip your dick out in front of? <laughs> well, not anymore. That's zero. Well, this, Wait a minute, for in real? In this day and age... 
Of course It's not. considered inappropriate for some reason. Well, I don't know. You could very well think when, that. When did that your... not become? When did it become I, I, uncool that you could whip your dick out in front of a woman? I think ever since when uh, what's his name? Um, what's the guy that used to have a TV show and he was always whacking off in front of uh, uh, Milton Berle. Milton Berle. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. No, well, no, he does that in front of. By the way, speaking of Milton Berle, Milton Berle is. Don't tell me you played golf with him. No, I'll tell you what. He's got. A, he's supposed to have the biggest dick in the history of Hollywood. Wow. He could like I think erect. I think they could put big 12, uh, 12, in length or uh, yeah, width? length twelve quarters on it. And um, I know somebody that twelve quarters. Them. Yeah, on his erect dick. <laughs> That's a record. This is officially the penis episode. Dorothy Stork fucked him. Who? She, she used to be a newspaper. She was a newspaper. Why she, would anybody know? Now you're going to make everybody Google Dorothy Stork. Well, the old timers know her. She became. She was no, a Chicago reporter. <laughs> but she was involved with Richard Kane, the gangster that got shot, mowed down at Rosa's Sandwich Shop. Mowed. Yeah, they, they gunned mowed him. like it was grass. Gun, gunned him lawn. down. They, that was the first time they ever used walkie-talkies in a, in a mafia hit. Where did you hear that Milton Berle had a big penis? You saw, well, fucking Google it. Really? Google it right now. Milton Berle's got a huge dick. <laughs> I don't want to Google that. Google it. No, I just, I, I would Wait a minute, so you you just heard it and you decided to Google no, it? No, what? so, well, yeah, it's, it's, I've, heard, I've heard it for years, but Uncle Milton, he had a huge dick. So I asked Dorothy, because, you know. Rochester? And Dorothy wouldn't tell. I said, come on, Dorothy, we're friends, we're old pals. She, she was a, uh, I think she was a colonel in the army or something like that. She used, she used, once in a while she wore her military, I think she was in the reserves. Um, very horny. Great big broad, too. She's about six feet. Very, very horny. Excuse me. That was Bruce. He just burped into the microphone. Okay, I, I, I don't care about burping. Anyway, yeah, because you also whip your dick out. I, I, I was, You're I such was, a gentleman. I was being do you, facetious. Do you take the dishes out of the sink before you pee in it? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's I stole that from Steel Magnolias. A great yeah. movie, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I you for stealing. I me. take the dishes out. <laughs> I, I usually piss. No, I usually piss in the bidet. You're in his Ooh, a I love very... Bidets. American? I, why I we don't have bidets in this country why. is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I love bidets. Urine is very clean. You know what? Our doorman, Hawkeye. Except Bruce's. Hawkeye says, I don't ever wash my hands up when I take a piss. What? Because my urine's clean. I th- that's, that's disgusting. Really, of Hawkeye. It's disgusting. And I think everybody should know that. You know why I don't wash my hands after I take a piss? Well, I'm because I would here. never ask I would never wash my dick before I asked a woman to suck it. See, I would, but I was I just spent six years. If you if separate. you would if you would if I mean if you would literally take your dick out and wave it at a woman, unwashed, why would you wash your hands after you held it to pee? Well, I mean, who are we talking about waving their dicks? <laughs> this is going south fast. Um, also, I'm concerned about I forgot about what Haw- we were talking about. I'm, I'm concerned we were talking about, about his Haitian I'm, I'm uh, drill master. I'm concerned about Hawkeye not washing his hands after he I'm goes I'm concerned, to the too. Because he takes people's IDs at the door. I know. It's disgusting. Ew. I've smelled his hands. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we go back to submarines? They, they take me back to the old country. 
The smell takes me back to the old country. You guys have to, um, are there like ration portions of food on the submarine because you only have so much? No, you can eat as much as you want. They have tons of food. Really? Yeah. And, and, Isn't and what, it what is, bad? Is it all what, like in... Where are the sanitation facilities? And where, when you flush, where does it go? That's an interesting back story. Back to pee and poop. There's a, a sanitary tank on, on uh, most subs. It's called sanitary tank number two. And um, every flush of a toilet goes into that tank. Now, it fills up, especially on a two-month run. Exactly. It has to be blown out to sea. Oh, God. They pressurize it with 700-pound uh, air and blow it out to sea. Uh, oh. And they hang, they hang small, hard-to-read signs on the toilet doors to tell the submariners, the crew, that they shouldn't go in there and open... Because when you open a... When you flush a, a, a Navy toilet, there's two valves. There's a valve to put the water in, and then there's a flush handle that re- lets the water go down. So you you know there's two you got to think about what you're doing, and and new guys don't always notice those signs that say currently blowing the number two oh, sanitary no. tank. Oh no! <laughs> and on my first week on the sub, my first week as a submariner, I went in the men, in the head. They call it the head, and I had to pee, and I didn't notice the sign. I went into the stall. I pissed. I was still learning how to use the, the uh, toilet, so I was staring down into it because I wanted to make sure I was doing it right. And also, when I'm concentrating, uh, I inherited this, this trait from my dad where I, I have my mouth open and I'm kind of like licking around the edges of my lips while I'm concentrating. Oh my so I'm looking Lord. down with my mouth open, and I yanked open the valve to the sanitary number two tank which was currently pressurized with 700 pound air and uh, my mouth face and eye sockets nose ears chest all filled with the uh, contents submarine excrement did you barf? no actually I hung in there did you cry? I, I know the guys who were standing around outside the head and, knew, and watched me going in there and were hoping I would do this were laughing their heads <laughs> off but I found that I could not laugh along with them I could not find That's the humor nasty. in it at that moment That's nasty. <laughs> because my mouth was full of human shit no, I just don't like sending all of our sub shit in and then the I had to go and then I had to clean it up wait a minute uh, by the way the, whole, the ceiling above my head was plastered oh, with shit too I had, to, I had to clear this I had to clean the ceiling <clears throat> Well, I mean, I mean, I, I'm an. I feel like to consider myself an environmentalist. I recycle, I compost. This is a good. This is a good transition to environmentalism. I recycle, I compost. I people pee and poop in the ocean all the time. Yeah, I know, but it's. it's are you? Are you against? No, I'm just thinking. Why save it all and do it? in one big nasty situation why won't you just let it go out to sea each time someone goes to the bathroom because that would be it would be very uh, inefficient way to do it right? why no because it would make noise uh, subs are very very oh, quiet oh that's right you would and we don't we don't blow the sanitary tank oh, when we're anywhere right. where somebody might there hear actually us actually is see a mission Ru- involved see the yeah. Russians would figure out it's all American shit coming out <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. When we were when we were really close to Russian ships, we weren't even allowed to put the toilet seats down. Whoa. Oh wow. Because they might hear it. Right through the wall of the sub. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. We had to be really quiet. We were we, we couldn't even talk loud. Interesting. Now, did you ever develop any romances on a sub? Not me, no. I'm not gay. Uh, By the well, way, my I mean, question you're about to the, see. I mean, I'm again, tragically I, unable to find attraction to I, a. Uh, well, six, I mean, six months out underwater. I yeah, it's hard. Poop holes might start looking well, a little better. That was my question. My original question about homosexuality, homosexuality on the vessel is because was not about homosexuals. Was about like the fact that shit. You know, you're on that plate. You're in the middle you've of nowhere. Heard that men need release every once in a while. Yes, obviously. It's not true. Ejaculate all over the place. Men, men need to jack off. That's that's all they really need well, to do. Well, that's release. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you yeah, need, but do you, you ever crave, do you ever do crave more than that when you're out at sea? Is my question. I, I jacked off on a on a uh, an air conditioning unit once, but it wasn't. I wasn't attracted to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an R one fourteen air conditioning unit. Okay. okay, this question is not going to get answered. <laughs> Um, but I can see you're, you're like a, a, a what, in the gay community they call you a bear. If I was gay, I would be a bear. No, they call him no. a caveman. No, a bear. Mm. <laughs> what, what, what's a bear? A bear is a, a furry, large furry fella. Man. I'm kind of furry. Like a bear. I'm hairy. Yeah, he's hairy and he's big. Bruce is worried that he wouldn't be a bear. No. You would definitely not be a bear. I think I'd be a. Um, a shrimp. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd be a goldfish. A goldfish? Yeah. What the hell does that mean? I'm pretty. And I, you know. Wander. I think you'd be a scallop. Meander. Yeah, I'd meander. You'd be a scallop. Scallop. Right. <laughs> delicious. It, you don't with have butter. to be. A, you don't have to be a sea creature. Des- delicious when Pick butter. Pick from any environment. <laughs> I guess I'd be a, um, a parrot. I like scallop. They live to be a hundred. Well, a bear is a real thing in the gay community for yeah. gay men, but I don't think How parrots would you know? are. So I hang around gays. I have oh. in the past. She, oh. she knows all that fruit stuff. Hmm. <laughs> are there names for uh, women in the gay community? Mm, sure. I mean, women types. Lipsticks and lipsticks. Diesel dykes. I always like that one. Yeah, diesel dykes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really down with that lingo. The only the only phrase I know is butch in the street. Butch in the streets, fem in the sheets. Nice. Cool. I like that. Did you know that I married a lesbian? Oh, no. Congratulations. I was married to a lesbian for four years. Did you know she was... Well, I mean, any chick's a dyke after two drinks. (laughs) But um, did you you know... that's some bullshit right there. No, it's not. That is some bullshit. Why wouldn't you say that about men? Because men are hung up on masculinity, where women, hey, they see a cute little... uh, a little honey poo poo over there, and they've had a few honey drinks. Poo-poo? Yeah, they don't. It's not like they're losing their masculinity, you know, um, polishing a knob of another guy. Guys are very uh, uptight about that. Stuff. That reminds me of that great Dan Savage quote when he was talking to um, uh, Republicans who said that, you know, gay men can choose to be straight if they want to. He yeah. said, he said, if gay men can choose to be straight, Prove it to me by sucking my dick. Yeah. <laughs> His brother brought him in here one night. Yeah, he's I come gave, around. Dan I, came I, in here? Yeah, I, yeah. Gave him a Blago, I gave him a Blago T-shirt. Nice. Yeah. He's a good guy. His brother is a good friend of ours. He's funny. Very nice looking guy. Yeah, he is. 
Damn, very fit. Very fit. Yeah. Um. So, HB. And yes. Instead of talking about sorry, submarine. sorry for that awkward silence. No. Um, no, I'm. Just, I, I actually still have a lot of questions about submarines. But what I would like to know is more <laughs> about you. Where are you from? Where Whoa. did you grow up? That's hard. I'm. I'm. Uh, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Whoa. The son of a of a Kodak salesman and a Swedish immigrant. I met, I met the Swedish immigrant the other day. She liked you. Your I mom? Liked, I liked her too. You came in with your mom? That's okay. The a shiver just went up my America's spine. Play, yeah. <laughs> the, hair, the hair just went up wouldn't on the back it, of my neck. Wouldn't that be a great stepdad for you? I, actually, you would. <laughs> if you could get along with my mom, that would be amazing. Well, I see when I when he uh, HP HP introduced me to his mom. Oh, I'm getting and, a signal from Ruth that I should stop that. <laughs> this and, and so uh, thread of conversation. He said, "Ruth, I'd like you to meet my mom." And he introduced her rock and roll Ruth. And I said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going, Mrs. Ward. I'm not going to blame you for how he turned out." She looked at me. I mean, she's not real big. She, she's, she's five Swedish. foot one. Yeah, she's looking up, and she gave me this look. And it made my blood freeze. And she said, he's perfect. <laughs> and I went, ah, uh, yes, of course he's perfect. <laughs> he backed down right away. Oh, I backed down. I was so intimidated. Good for her. I love Ooh, it. I didn't Holy care. shit, your mom is 5'1", barely taller than I am. And she Squeeze gave birth to you? Too. Yeah, yeah. She gave birth to four kids and she said none of them was any trouble at all. They were all pieces of cake. All of us, all of us were just like, wham, easy. Wow. Yeah. She was made to, made to have kids. Yeah, she's a tiny little, uh, yeah. but um, very intense when we talk about her son. Yeah. Very protective. Are you the youngest? I'm the oldest. Oh, wow. The oldest of four. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have my, a whole theory that... Um, my mom and Bruce are exactly the same age, by the way. Oh. So I can easily be his uh, his dad. You could be my dad. And of course, I'm not actually sure you're not my dad. I know. I was no. going to say and it's we, very possible. Yeah, because you know, I was at the Mercy Seaman. I was a Mercy Seaman. I right. was in Sweden more than once. Too. Right, right. And he and he left sperm in places that he's not sure oh, yeah. where it was clean, whether it was cleaned up oh, or not. Oh yeah. Well, the, whether they cleaned it up or not. A few, a few, a few benches in in uh, bus stations. Okay, you know. so after Nebraska. How long were you there for? I was there until I was one and a half years old. I don't remember it at all. And then we moved to uh, Rochester, New York. And then to... Well, that's all Kodak stuff, right? Yeah, my dad worked for Kodak. Yeah, I knew somebody worked for Kodak. And then we moved to uh, um, Peoria, the Peoria area. How old were you that's in That's hard your, to say. How old, were you in, area. how old were you when you were in Peoria? I was. That was, I went through uh, first through third grades there. Oh, you were just a little tiny town. Yeah, but it was long enough to get to know the Mennonite community in that town, and they scared me. They really scared me. Yeah, they would. Uh, and then we moved up to Crystal Lake, which is a far northwest suburb of oh, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even really a suburb when I moved there. It was too far away. It was more like the county seat of McHenry County. And uh, and I went to high school there for a while. And then transferred to a school in Massachusetts, uh, Andover, Phillips Academy, Andover, and then I uh, and then I went to college in the University of Chicago, 
Really? Which, which, um, which was when I first realized that I loved Chicago and I had to live here for the rest of my life. Well, so what did you major in at UFC? Uh, well, that's hilarious because I only lasted a year, but I, I theoretically majored in uh, chemistry and anthropology. Wow. Oh, anthropology. And chemistry. Yeah. My yeah. pal in anthropology. I was a smart kid. Well, you're a smart adult. The Oriental Institute Not at UFC is fantastic. I've lost a lot of brain cells over the years. Oh, yeah, we all have. But, I mean, you have a scan of jukebox. That's pretty fucking impressive. Back to this. You're really impressed by the jukebox scan. <laughs> I'm impressed with the fact that even what... I have no idea what a scan is. Yeah. Yeah, but you throw it out there like, you know, it's like... I know. Well, engineers know that shit. He's... Bruce is going to look up scanning tonight. Really yeah, I'm not going to look it up. Well, along he's with Milton Berle's penis. I, I can probably document that. Scan the penis. I had to do a painting of Milton Berle's dick. Oh, you should. Yeah. That would be entertaining. With the I'd like top. to see a Bruce <laughs> like Elliott scan oh, of Milton Berle's penis. I would like to see those quarter, quarters on there. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so... How long do we have to keep doing this? I mean... Just, just behave. What? Just behave. I'm feeling kind of. Tell me more after after the college experience. <laughs> I've I have a short attention span. I'm ready okay, to... so well, fine. We'll just fast forward. Now you are an actor. Oh yes. Hey. Let's address the. Are we uh, talking about me again? Let's see address yeah. the Stephen H. B. Feud. I love talking about it's me. Not a feud because they're both very. They're good friends. I like Steve a lot. They're good friends. However, Stephen Walker. They're exactly the same type. And um, so when there's casting... I would say I'm the ugly version of the type, and Steve is the handsome version. Yeah, but these are more... But they're very dark characters. They play... I'm actually... Highly neurotic. That's why I get all the parts, and Steve doesn't. He's too handsome. (laughs) They play very dark, kind of... Just kind of foreboding... We, Moody. We're rarely the romantic lead. No, no, they're not. Okay, so you also do some work at the, uh, Red Orchid Theater? Yeah, I have, yeah. Now, what got you into acting? Um, my uh, eighth grade English teacher. She was sick of me cutting up in class. I, I was a good student, but I couldn't stop telling jokes in class and making the class laugh, so she decided to cast me in the school play. And I never... Never turned back. I loved. I just loved being on stage right away, which is really a sickness that you know you can only find well, out I mean, by being on stage. Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's a, that's a great thing about bars because when HB comes in here, he's always has a starring role. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And whenever I see him, I start seeing there's no business like show business. Like um. So what kind of uh, did you ever, ever? Did you have any like formal studies in acting? No, not really. I, I, um, I mean, I, I've had more than I usually admit, but I, but I never got a degree or really took a, any college courses in acting. But you uh, never took any courses here. I mean, just kind of. Um, I always what? say that I that I I, I just when I. St- really started acting professionally, I decided to act like somebody who had had professional acting training. Well, what was your per- first professional uh, job? It was a, one of the worst plays in Chicago history. Oh. You know, the director, John Hancock. What really? That was his name? Yeah. His, his real name is still John Hancock. 
he he uh, he's a f- f- semi-famous film director. He made he made the movie uh, uh, Bang the Drum Slowly. Oh, right. oh yeah. I love that movie. Wow. And uh, and several others. He's worked wow. with big stars. Really? He he was the director of that movie. Michael he, Moriarty and yeah, Robert yeah. De Niro. Exactly. Yeah. And he best what maybe the best sports movie ever made. He huh. left. He left. Uh, Hollywood and came and decided to retire to his parents' orchard, his dead parents' orchard in Indiana, and he decided to make a play that his wife, Dorothy Tristan, wrote called Bohemian Nights. Well, his wife wrote it. Was a, it was like a sex comedy about uh, a couple who, where the husband really likes to watch his sex, his wife uh, fuck black men. Uh, well, who, I mean, who does it? Well, you know. That's a given. Right. I'm sure Melania has had to take on at least a couple of LeBron Jameses in the White House. Well, at least Amorosa. <laughs> um, um, uh, and but it was horrible. It was just a ridiculously bad play, and uh, and you can read the reviews of it what, still what online. What theater was it? It was done at the Chopin. It was a complete. It was a for-profit production. John Hancock was smart enough to get some uh, producers who were who would just throw money like hand over fist at this thing. They had, I don't know who, I can't remember their names, but they used to run some carnivals and uh, you know, like like they were basically carny operators from the South Chicago area, and he talked them into doing this play. That was my first job in Chicago. How long did that play run? Uh, we we were cut short actually. <laughs> <laughs> It lasted about a week and a half. And, and, and then what? What was the next one? Uh, after that, I went to... Um, oh, after that, I, I did this amazing show with Collaboraction, the old Collaboraction, uh, called The Intelligent Design of Jenny Chow. I played her dad, and that was wonderful. Was Jenny Chow um, Asian? Yeah, yeah. Were you Asian? I was a, a white dad who had adopted a Chinese daughter. Oh, okay. And, and, and the daughter had, had invented an, a robot who she named Jenny Chow. And, uh, Sounds great. This is an 80s great. show. This is an 80s TV show. What was that called? That the kid is a robot and they stick her in the closet? Oh, who cares? Um, Jordan knows th- what I'm talking about. I think it was about. called Elf. No. no wait, we don't need... Who the fuck cares about a dumb robot show? I want to know... What was your all-time favorite play that you were in? Um, um, uh, well, I, it's boring, but uh, 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 you can tell Beckett, us. Beckett, anything by Beckett. Which, what, in what part did you play? And I played Pazzo in a in a production. Really? Of uh, of um, whatever that play is. Anybody know what the play is? No. Waiting for Godot. Waiting for Godot. Uh, yeah. Samuel Beckett. Yeah. Uh, at at the prop theater uh, with with the great uh, Bo O'Reilly playing Estragon and his son uh, Cullum O'Reilly playing uh, uh, the other main character. And which theater was that? It was at it was at the prop theater. Where was that? That Scott V Hill and who is recently deceased and uh, and Stefan Brun who was whose family was. Uh, close to the Brechts uh, run in in the Belmont area. Belmont you mean they were Craggan actually area. friends with. The, is that the guy I got in yeah, the fight with? To, yes. Oh, you got an what? online fight with with a friend of Bertolt Brecht, and yeah. you brought up Brecht. Well, see, 
Yeah, I, I <laughs> see. Well, I got. Well, this Christ. is great. This guy was some theater freak, and he's um, a German theater. So, so, so we, you know, was it with bare knuckle, and uh, but because Which, I, with Bruce basically means bare dick. Well, <laughs> what? It was a submarine talk. Um, the here, here's the deal. HB forgot that he told me that this guy was a Brecht. Uh, expert on Brecht. So when the guy's attacking me, I kept quoting Bertolt Brecht, and I would quote Bertolt Brecht, would you know attacking this whole concept, and this freaked him because what the how was I coming at him with all this shit? I mean, it absolutely freaked this guy. He's an expert on Brecht too, and he well, not only did he hey, know him, he's an expert. On hey, him. who are you looking at right here? Bruce Elliott. Yeah. Bruce Elliott. <laughs> I know you wanted me to say the genius. I, 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 no, you can say what. But no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Breck fan. Are you? Oh, absolutely. I, I saw Raul Julia uh, a few years before he died at Lincoln Center in New York. You mean Julia? Julia? I think they pronounce it. Well, you can say Julia. Julia. Don't, don't get south of the border on me right now, man. South of the border. Anyway, I saw him in. Uh, uh, Mac the Knife playing Mac the Knife. Oh, oh yeah, my. and I didn't realize the guy could sing. The guy's a phenomenal singer. Uh, oh was my so God! Great. It was I had to go see it twice. Wow! Oh was man, so was it good? When it's when uh, when Brecht's done right. When Brecht's done right. Yeah. It's not easy. Someday, what kind of, it's a fine line. What kind of characters do you like to play? Well, the truth is, I really like to play romantic leads. Really? I love rom-coms. Those don't come up, come to me very often for some no, reason. No, you're just not really Cary Grant type. I think it's because I always have a Hershey bar in my butt cheeks. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> but I get to play uh, kind of a, not a romantic lead, but a, a guy who is loved by, in a healthy way by real women and, not, and doesn't actually rape them or anything in, uh, in two plays that I've got coming up. This season, uh, one where, is uh, where? rock and roll at Artistic Home, okay. which will start in October, and then uh, the Realistic Joneses by Will Eno, which will be at um, Theater Wit starting in February. Oh, neat! Well, that's exciting. We need to get a group together to go. Absolutely. Well, I'd love it. If I you like Theater Wit. I'd, I'd be honored, but don't feel obligated. Nobody oh, no. Of course no. we feel so obligated. No, I don't feel... I feel obligated. Hush. Uh, I don't feel obligated. The, oh, the one thing I would like to actually try to do around here, this place, I love it for so many reasons, but one of the reasons are the people in it, of course. And everybody that's in here is talented in some way and has got something going on, but we don't know about it. We don't... So if we there's a way we can share information about who's doing what, where, when, how. I would truly love to know when you guys have stuff going on. I, I love going to the show. I love going to the theater. So if I can know like dates and where you're doing it, I would go in a heartbeat. Well, is there any way I can link to this podcast? No, yes, send me the link. Well, you can do that, but you can also I can put it on my blog. Oh. Wow. Yeah, Thank HB, you. throw Thank uh, you, Bruce. E- uh, uh, email me the link and I'll throw it into the description part of this podcast. Thank you so much, Liz. Yeah, so wait, which one is coming up first? The first one is Rock and Roll by Tom Stoppard. And what is, uh, give, give what, us a quick what, little synopsis of what a, that are is. Are you a fan of Stoppard? I can't say I'm a fan because he yeah. gets so I, no, intellectual I, no, sometimes. I, I, can't. I, I, I like the bitch slapping. Yeah. 
he needs a bitch slap. Can you give us a really quick does. little summary? But this, but this play, I think, is his greatest play. Yeah, because he's it's it's his I've most seen, passionate. Play. I've seen some good stuff, but you just want to. Stoppard is a is a communist, and this is a play well, about he's, he's the death a, of communism. He's not a good communist. Well, did you know that he was born in Prague? No, he's a Prague transplant to London, and he still actually has a slight Czech accent. If you really listen to no, him, no, I, I never picked that up. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so this play is actually about the Purple Revolution in in, in, in Prague, which which a lot of real, true-to-life communists believe was the only true communist revolution. Uh, well, I'm not sure there ever has been a true communist revolution. Well, that's the closest. They say that's the closest they ever came. Yeah, maybe. And and the death of that hope over the course of 25 years and the, and the play breaks it down and, and shows the character's pain, you know, and, and lack lack of, and loss of hope. And that opens in October. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is? And the other one is, is the Realistic Joneses at Theater Wit, which opens in, I'm pretty sure, February. Oh, okay. Yep. And what's that about? It's about uh, two couples who uh, randomly are both named Jones, who move near each other in a some kind of you know sterile suburb, and really have trouble talking to each other, to the, the point where the couples or to each other, any of them, all four of them have trouble speaking oh. at all oh. or communicating, and they and they eventually somebody they have, they have somebody a way? somebody because of the really? no, <laughs> but well. that that that's that comes up, yeah. but it doesn't actually happen. Oh. Uh, Eventually, one of them talks, has so much trouble talking that they die. But I won't tell you which one. Wow. Oh. Sounds serious. Well, it sounds like fun. Fun yep. evening. Yep. Fun, fun <laughs> night at the theater. <laughs> All right, well, we got something in the hopper for the fall and something in the hopper for the winter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I'm sure to figure out what everybody else is doing. Um, so are, are we wrapping up? We, yeah, we should wrap up because we're, we're getting to that time here. Yeah, I think he's getting antsy. I'm getting antsy. Would you like to let anyone else know anything about you before we go? Uh, single. <laughs> and horny. <laughs> single and horny. Single. By the way, uh, and I... Harry. He's a bear. Hey, hey can, a you bear. Do, can, can you do a dialect? We got uh, Stephen Walker to do some dialects oh, for us. Dialects? Yeah. What do you want to hear? British. Too British. British is too wide open, man. Give me a give me a clue. Give me a real. Ooh, want to hear Cockney? Irish. Cockney. Cockney is cued to my ear by the phrase. What's all this then? What's all this then? Are you are you an accent guy? Are you like? I can do lots of accents. Yeah, we can. Let's have fun with this. Yeah. What what part of the South would you like to hear me? Mississippi. Mississippi is right down, right, right down here. The the seriously south, and and they and they have a, a tendency to to dig back into the the wonderful palatial days of the of the of slavery. Can you do Texas for us? Texas, you got with Texas, you got to keep your uh, upper lip upper lip stiff. Yeah. And it's important to end every statement as if it's a question. But even though it isn't really a question, but you're keeping your upper lift too. 
anybody can do it, really. Are we no saying local? Talk. How about let's do some good old Boston? Boston. That's too easy. Uh, hey, I'm kind. I'm kind. Fucking kick ass in Boston. Nah. Nah. You don't know shit about, you know, Boston is wicked, wicked, wicked stupid. <laughs> wicked, yeah, wicked. When I lived there and I didn't know anything about this wicked business, I got there. All I heard was this wicked. So I'm like, what the hell? What? What's, what's all this wicked shit? Fuck anyway, this wicked shit. It's a thing. Um, okay, well. <clears throat> Liz? HB? I love you. He's so I, kind. I think he? he's fibbing. Why would you say that? Because he tells that to all the chicks. Have you ever kissed a guy? I've, uh, I've kissed more men than women, she, I think. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's no stranger to dicks, believe me. Oh, Lord. Why do you really? just go that wrong? Well, because way? I remember I was shocked when I brought the uh, actress in here one night. It turns out you've been banging her son for two years and I oh, What? Yeah, that's, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. She was, you should have seen her face. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, no, it wasn't high school, it was college. Oh, it was college. But anyway, he says, yeah, she's banging her. Do you know Linda Kimbrough? No. Actress, legendary Chicago actress. Hmm. We're not supposed to mention names. Oh, fuck it. Linda doesn't give a shit. Um, She was, she was stunned and shocked. Even though this is going into the internet and will be there (laughs) for the rest of history. Yeah, well, so is Bert Tilstrom (laughs) grabbing my dick. That's how he wants to go down. Everything we're saying. Like, Wait, drag, what a dumb your, name we'll for a puppet. Us. Howdy Doody? Yeah, but what about um, Ali Dragon was great. <laughs> you, I, I can, like, the way you say it and your the way your eyes light up, it's like yeah. this major moment in your childhood. There's like a little well, synapse we, that we, happens in your, for like, For listeners neurons. out there who can't see Bruce's eyes lighting up, I'm going to point out that it's really scary. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, my pupils tend to dilate. Um, his pu- pupils Ollie dilated. Dragon. What? Um, yeah. And well, I, I mean, I've, we I evacuated remember, my bowels. We did not have TV until I was like in third grade, so I was a radio guy. So I mean, I watched all that TV crap. Hola. I'm just saying, Howdy Doody, what a dumb name for a puppet. By the way, that um, robot in the uh, closet, Jordan, that small wonder. That was the name of the show. What's a good name for a puppet? Uh, Viola the Witch. That was on uh, How Do You Do Your Show. I like Lamb Chop. <laughs> Puppy like, the Puppet. Wow, rock and roll Ruth just. I think okay. she just puked she on like HB. She's, my knee is wet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever. When I was growing up. I've been up, moistened. When I was growing up. On TV, they had those weird ass claymation shows, oh. and it was. Did you ever watch David and Goliath? David yes. and Goliath. It was like the Christian bullshit. Oh, it was. I mean, those are happy memories for me. But then in hindsight, it's like, what is this like Catholic crap you're yeah. throwing at me? In hindsight, but at the time it was great. All right, I think I think <laughs> there's nothing time. like hindsight. God, God forbid we talk about something that Bruce doesn't know anything about. Especially when you're and, looking and at George something. George does from he the ever back. want to know anything about? You know, you need to broaden your horizons. No, no. my horizons have been too yeah, broad. Yeah, you do. Um, also, wait. By the way, I do want to wrap this up with the fact that why? Now I'm having what? a good time again. <laughs> He's not bored anymore. <laughs> um, I'm hitting my second wind. I read in your blog. What the hell? I missed this one woman show from America. What was that all about? It was uh, she. Did, she reprised it. It was done ten years ago, over at Red Orchid, around ten years ago, and um, 
she goes into the whole her whole struggle with MS and coming to Chicago to be an actress, and uh, all of a sudden, something stuff starts going wrong, and she doesn't know what the fuck it is. She goes to the doctor, and all of a sudden, um, she, she's got MS. Was it one night only? Yeah, she. I think when she did it ten years ago, it was for a while. It was like all red orchid run. Well, what the but hell? It was. It was twenty years ago. I don't think it was twenty. It was twenty years ago when she first did it. Yeah. I think he's full of shit, but maybe I'm not good with. Well, dates. I'm sad I missed it because I really oh, wanted like to really see that. Oh, it was really good. I mean, I didn't know got, anything about it. She got a huge standing ovation and uh, a bunch of curtain calls, and it was it was it was really quite. And, yeah, and there were some new tricks, a little more theatrical. She had mm-hmm, sound mm-hmm. effects and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It was, well, if you read my blog, you... I read it. That's why I'm asking you about it. And I'm telling you. Well, don't accuse me of not reading the blog. That's how this whole conversation started. I think I'm accusing HB of not reading it. Oh, HB. Fuck you. You don't read the blog. I, um, I work a lot. And, uh... That's right. H- oh, we forgot to mention. HB is a, uh... Lyft Uber, driver. Uber, a Lyft. A Lyft driver. Yeah. Yeah. I one, love it. One time I was at the Ale House and I got a lift and it was HB. <laughs> yeah, it was really? great. Really? It was fantastic. Yep. But um, she, she still wouldn't make it up with me. Was she, was she a big tip? It was late. Yes. It was late. It was time to go home. It was a very big tip. Um, okay, uh, HB, yep. thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I HB, always, thank you so I'm much always, for joining us. I'm uh, always excited when I walk in the bar and you're sitting at the bar. You're one of my favorite regulars. And I don't say that. I'm not saying that. Ooh, HP oh, HP just grabbed her tits. Oh, stop. You're lying. But what one, of my, you one of my... One of my... You gotta see him right Oh, awesome. stop. I saw um, Really? I saw Um, And I'm not saying that just because you always say nice things to me. Bring your dick over here. <laughs> That's summary talk. That's just summary talk. <laughs> um, but anyway, thanks again for joining us. Uh, rock and roll I Ruth. I will make you my little girl. <laughs> Ooh. Rock and roll Ruth. We're, I am currently. I am like currently not thirsty because of you. Thank you. You're you're amazing. Oh, HB, what were you drinking tonight? I was like to know. I I don't remember actually having a drink. I think <laughs> Ruth's been kind of. Sorry, what IV Bruce were you having tonight? Bruce kind of put the kibosh tonight? on me having I anything tried, to drink tonight. Now all of a sudden I see uh, Ruth running up to the bar yeah. with a with goddamn shot. I've been, I've been starved Jameson. for... I'm thirsty. He's uh, putting uh, uh, giving Ukraine Mike a run for his money, right? Who was, who was the fastest drinker? Well, Ukraine Mike, right? Well, Ukraine Mike just chug-lugs beer. Like, yeah, he, he likes by the way, He's now back in, back in uh, Ukraine again because he's afraid that... His kid won't get into the American school unless he's there. He's back. He came for like five days and he's he back again. He was at again? the come game yesterday. He flew to back to Ukraine today. Good grief! I know. Um, Jordan, thank you as always for navigating those knobs. For making it all happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks to all of the listeners out there for. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this penis episode. Uh, the bodily well, fluid episode. There's, there's a lot more of that to come. Yeah, I'm right? sure there come is. Come, C-U-M. <laughs> oh, say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs>